So what were our top conversations for the last week? We are new at the process, so making this thing work is some of a process, and we were surprised at what came up on top this week and what made the list and what did not quite make it into the top ten. So we'll break it down for you for the week ending May 27th, 2017. This is the weekly recap podcast from ThisIsTheConversation.com, the place where some of the best conversations are held with the best people to talk with. That's all of you out there in the world, across the World Wide Web, and other means to uh, just have these great conversations. We talk about the trending topics and sometimes the obscure topics that are just really too cool and too interesting to pass up. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I'm the moderator of the website and glad to be a part of your lives, even in this digital uh, back and forth that we have here across the Internet. We may not know each other in person, but we know that we're all ready to engage in great conversations on great topics and sometimes not so great topics. Sometimes they are really just kind of silly, but just things that hopefully will sharing knowledge across the world. You can join the conversation in real time all week long, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, by following us on social media. At Twitter, we're TEH underscore conversation. On Facebook, look for This Is The Conversation. And our main website, home, this is a conversation.com where we like to think is the home for some of the best conversations. I've already said that part. What I haven't said yet is that we have a home for some of the best sponsors in the business, helping us make sure we have great conversations. So help us out. Visit some of our sponsors. This past week, we have spotlighted Cloud9 Living for the great things they do, and we have a great deal for you. Go to our website, this is the conversation.com slash sponsors. Click on the link for Cloud9 Living. You get 10% off any purchase of a gift certificate at that website. Now, what can you use these gift certificates for? You can use them to send yourself on the excursion you never believed you could ever have. Your dream vacation is provided via Cloud9 Living. They have places that are exotic, places that are unique, places that are really, really cool, and some places that are just, just sort of out of the way, and they have your way to get there. If you want to drive race cars, they can make it happen. If you want to ride hot air balloons, you can make it happen. If you want to go on long hikes and very historic places, they can make that happen. And you can get 10% off any gift certificate at Cloud9 Living by going to our website, thisisaconversation.com slash sponsors, clicking on that website link or any other sponsor link to help us keep things going here for the website. Now, from order 10 to 1, these are the top 10 uh, engaged conversations for the week. Some of them will shock you, like we said in the open, a lot of this is the process, a lot of this is when things pop up and when we get them on, and so sometimes things are more visible than others, and sometimes some things are breaking that pop up in the oddest places, and sometimes people watch them in other places. So we need you to have more conversations with us. You know, share the hashtag, retweet some of our things so we have more conversations with more people. But these are the numbers from 10 to 1 of the top conversations, most interesting conversations we could say for the past week. Starting off in Britain, where HSBC uh, had a voice recognition hack by a reporter who used his twin brother, who wasn't even an identical twin, to use his voice mail, the voice banking, to hack into his account and access all his information. So HSBC is spearheading voice mail or basically voice banking you, you you can go open your phone you can talk to it and you can tell it what you need to do to send money back and forth transfer things uh, and all this stuff uh the voice recognition system did not discern the man from his twin brother which 
he's not even a identical twin, so he doesn't have identical DNA. He's a fraternal twin, and they so, so they have no real similarities other than the fact that they have the same birthday and for, for mother and all that stuff. So that was one thing that happened at the number 10 spot. Number 9, uh, an AT&T drops in twice today. Uh, number 9 is almost 40,000 AT&T workers going on strike uh, last Friday. Last Friday, after working hours, AT&T had 40,000 workers, as I just said, go on strike for the weekend. There were contract negotiations going on in the northeast region and uh, centered around New Jersey. And the story we had was at a New Jersey call center where right after the main working hours, they went on strike for the full three days until Monday morning. The message was clear, and it wasn't meant to disrupt anything or disrupt anything too badly. It was over the weekend service. But... The message from the workers were they really needed those benefits. They really needed negotiations to continue. Negotiations went back to normal at the beginning of the work week, and the strike was over for that sect of the workers there. But 40,000 workers go on strike for the weekend to show AT&T they meant business about getting their deal done. For number eight, Donald Trump makes the historic visit to the Western Wall. He is the first sitting president to actually do so. Now, the Western Wall is a big deal because it's the most holy symbol in the Jewish faith. It lies in Jerusalem, and the the thing that makes it political is the fact that whether it lies in the realm of Israel, which technically it does because it's in their borders now, or whether it lies in what should be Palestinian land is the dispute. So the fact that it's on the Israel side of the fence right now means Israel has it, but where it actually resides is an issue, and it's more an issue of the people living there, not so much the actual monument. Everybody sees it as a very holy spot. It's just who owns it. Donald Trump going there makes it a bit politicized because he's the actual president uh, as opposed to other leaders of our nation who have gone after they've left the presidency when they've made visits to make it not such a political thing. They basically take the bullseye off that hot-button topic. The number seven spot has Michael Flynn, so we sort of stay with Donald Trump in a sense. Michael Flynn uh, announced this week he's invoking the Fifth Amendment uh, in response to the Senate Intelligence Committee. So he's been subpoenaed a few times to uh, speak before the Senate Intelligence Committee about what exactly went down and why he is no longer the National Security Advisor. Uh, he has refused to talk about it. He pleads the Fifth Amendment. He's refused to hand over documents that were requested. So the go-around for this right now is that Congress has subpoenaed him again and some of his businesses uh, that may have de- have dealings with Russia or whomever in the, the past before he became a part of the administration the second time. The, the thought process is, while Michael Flynn has the rights of an American citizen, his company, even though we've heard that businesses are people, is not a person that doesn't have the rights to of American citizen, at least for the point of getting out of a subpoena. So if they subpoena a business, they have no choice but to give over whatever documents and whatever information they actually have. A viral video from last weekend of a sea lion dragging a young girl off a pier into the water went nuts. That's the number five story we have for this week. And the really the 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 rest of the story on this is a week later she's being treated for something for essentially an infection in her finger. Uh, I'm not sure if the seal bit her or it just got hurt in the process, but she's being treated for something on top of that. Of course, you've seen the video. You've probably seen the video of the Canadian couple who were at a pier and a sea lion or a seal or whatever it was um, kind of bumps up against the 
against the pier and scares the girl off and she's and, and everybody's cute and laughing and whatever and then the girl sits on the pier and the sea lion jumps up grabs her by the dress and drags her into the water some bystander probably a family member not, obviously not the person holding the camera jumps into the water to drag her out of the water to save her from the from the sea lion biologists and marine experts are saying the issue with this is because this is not like a this is not a um like a sea world type place, an exhibitory. This is just public land just by the sea, and people are just going up to those lands and just feeding animals, feeding the wild animals. They're starting to expect these meals, and they're hungry, and it's prime mating season, so there's plenty of them, and just overly aggressive hunger, just reaching out for someone because basically they didn't give a treat. Number four this week is Pope Francis and Donald Trump having their meeting at the Vatican. Of course, Pope Francis uh, had some stern words for Donald Trump before he was elected. The turning event on this one is that Pope Francis had some kinder words for the president now that he is actually the president. And that's sort of the theme for the whole weekend of meetings he's had. He started off going to the Middle East where even though Trump railed against the Muslim world and the being the, the, the birthplace of terrorism, the Saudi Arabians who are essentially the administrators of a lot of the terrorism that comes out, even though they're quote-unquote our allies, treated him very nice, so he treated them very nice, including getting them a $110 billion weapons package that his son-in-law was able to deal a little little discount on. The Pope spoke, spoke kindly of Mr. Trump, and Mr. Trump was more receptive to what the Pope said because he was nice to him. And that's being, of course, um, kind of all washed away as he's meeting with the G7, that being Trump, meeting with the G7 in the NATO meetings right now, where he's basically scolding and just yelling at our real allies. And, of course, being really, really tight with the folks that we should have some issues with in the ways of actually um, doing things not not so great. The more nefarious things that the Middle Eastern worlds do do as weird authoritative um, royal families as opposed to the democracies we deal with in Europe. It's weird. I know. It's just odd. Now, the biggest story of the week, although not the biggest conversation we had, that was, like we said, based on the placements of the stories, the explosion at the Ariana Grande concert in the U.K. at Manchester Arena. This is a story that literally cut off all Trump talk, period. Um one of a couple stories this week that, that seemed to cut off Trump talk, although this one literally cut it off completely because there was nothing to do with anything American other than later on finding out leaking of information. But a 22-year-old um, British man, British man, British-born, but of Libyan descent, his parents were from Libya, uh, blew up the bomb. The bomb was divided by some other person, some master bomb maker, if you will, when it was all said and done, about a half dozen people or so were arrested, including uh, the assailant's father and brother, who were believed to be planning other attacks. Uh, it turns out that the young man and his brother, at least, uh, were had trained at some time in Syria with ISIS. That is the belief. And that this was a part of a larger cell that was planning other things. So Britain went on its highest level of alert, first time as the net in years, to... Uh, be prepared for something else happening. Ariana Grande, of course, visibly and emotionally just upset on the ordeal, has canceled her tour uh, for the remainder of it. Whether it will resume, whether it just be postponed or really canceled, we shall see. But she's basically cut it off for a while while she gets herself back, to, back together 
and a lot of thoughts and prayers going out to all the victims, especially people just having to deal with the tragedy of being involved on top of those who actually had to deal with loss of life and loss of family members. All our hearts and prayers go out to those folks. And our number one story of the week, oddly enough, by about um, about 60 or so percent engagement, and it's it, this is literally based on placement, is Anthony Weiner and him pleading guilty to sexting uh, with the minor. This is something that happened late, uh, early, something we posted early Friday, last Friday, so it had a full week to kind of marinate, so it's got a chance to build on itself in the conversations. But we're not going to go too much into that one again. Anthony Weiner, of course, pleading guilty to tech sexting with the minor, minor coming out after, for some reason, going along with this thing for a few months and then deciding being asked by a creepy politician to send me naked pics is a, is a bad thing all of a sudden now. Those are our top ten conversations for the week. We have lots of really important other things, so I'm just going to run down them as headlines for the most part, not get too much detail unless they need detail beyond. Starting off with one that's big here locally in Arkansas. I live in Little Rock, so North Little Rock is literally right across the river. Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, gave a big gift, a couple big gifts in theory, to the Arkansas Police Force, to the North Little Rock local police force, and it was ruled unintentional ethics violations, which it probably should have. He literally flew every single member of the police force to Dallas to watch a football game and their families and put them up in hotels and gave some money to the local people. So all that essentially is an ethics violation, even though Jerry Jones will probably not be caught speeding in North Little Rock to get out of a ticket. It still has the same sort of doesn't pass the smell test on that end couple Fox News issues for the week. This first one is uh, Fox News retracting a story on Seth Rich's murder investigation, but not apologizing for stirring the pot. Seth Rich, the uh, former DNC staffer insider who was killed in what we believe is a botched murder, um, but Fox News helped fan the flames of it not being such a botched murder, but actually being retaliation for Seth being the one who leaked all the stuff to WikiLeaks to leak out in the first place, to that killed the Democratic nomination for presidency for Miss Hillary Clinton. They retracted the story but did not apologize for fanning the fires. The Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus came to an end last weekend. All done, all said, all over. All the animals have been moved on to conservatories or zoos. The people are now moving on to other things. Many of them are picking up into new carnivals and new spectacles like that. Some of them, like admin staff, just basically have to find more admin jobs. We'll see how that works out for folks and whether a newer circus with a lot of the assets will come out that will be, of course, sans animals. Fox News again. They had to fire Bob Beckel again over alleged racist remarks. The Fox News host of the five or one of the five in the five uh, fired uh, unceremoniously before and brought back now gone again. Fox dealing with plenty of lawsuits. Number one, dealing with sexual harassment suits. Number two, dealing with racial discrimination suits. And number three, one person who's filing filed for a lawsuit for sexual harassment and racial discrimination. Um, they just can't put up with this stuff. So because of an alleged racist remark to a black employee, Bob Beckel gone again. Meanwhile, Swedish prosecutors dropped the rape investigation into Julian Assange, but he's still currently living in the Ecuadorian uh, embassy that he's been in for about two years because there's still a warrant out for his arrest for failing to appear for that original charge and 
the Americans would like to start speak to Mr. Assange about some things he's done with WikiLeaks, and he's more afraid of basically the Americans pinching him off someplace and pulling him to a dark hole to figure those things out. We'll see when he will actually step out of that that embassy because the Ecuadorians are kind of tired of him. We had a couple of NFL things too as well. This first one that popped up uh, is just the NFL voted to move the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Five LV, if my math is right. We'll we'll see from Los Angeles to Tampa Bay because of the delay in the building of the new stadium in Los Angeles for the Rams and the Chargers. Tampa is going to get the one that's coming up or coming up on 25. 26 will probably go to L.A. because they should be ready by then. Billy Bush spoke out this week about what he regretted about his lost tapes from Access Hollywood, his interview with Donald Trump. He says he wishes he had the ability, wishes he basically could stood up to Donald Trump and turn the conversation a different way when he saw where it was going. And a lot of the pressure that came down wasn't so much just dealing with the backlash from people out there in the world that hated him or his bosses who had to let him go, but his daughter who cried on a message calling him up asking what exactly was what's going on, Dad? Why are you doing this? A big game hunter um, found uh, got his just desserts as an elephant he had shot that was dying um, fell on top of him and killed him. Bam. Crushed him. Just like that. It happens. Okay. James Bond actor Roger Moore died this week. He had a short battle with cancer at 89, and the tributes that went out to Roger Moore were amazing. Everybody essentially worked with him uh, from way back into his early days in the theater to his days on TV as The Saint, and, of course, seven James Bond movies and plenty of other things beyond that, just being Roger Moore. And nothing but kind words to say in, in the anecdotes that came out. They got more and more touching as the day went on for those. The Warriors swept the Spurs and reached history again. They're going to their third straight NBA Finals, and so third straight, and they're right now one of one. So because we already know this, uh, the Cavaliers made it to theirs with a win last night, or win last night as I'm taping this, a win on Thursday night, I should say, over the, the Boston Celtics. So we're going to get the rubber match between those two teams again. What they did, history again this year, the Warriors were able to sweep all three rounds going to the Western Conference Championship. Uh, that's never been done before. Now, another bit of interesting notes. The Lakers are the only team to essentially three-peat the Western Championship. They've done it like eight times. Or let's just say on the West. The East, the Celtics, of course, went ten years in a row, so that doesn't really count. But on the Western side, the Lakers are the only team to go three times in a row to the Western Conference uh, Finals and win to go to the NBA Finals. They had, they've had they've only three-peated twice, but they've had more chances to do that. The Donald Trump budget came out this week with massive cuts to Medicaid, SNAP, student loans, and federal employee retirement funds. Now, the man in charge of kind of glossing this thing over, which is basically what he's doing, the man in charge of the budget is saying, this is a budget that is friendly to taxpayers, is friendly to the middle class. While it may not be so friendly to the quote-unquote poor, the poor aren't paying for anything. It's the taxpayers, it's the middle class that need a bit of a break. So they're taking a bit more from the poor, or not giving them as much, to give some tax relief, tax breaks, to people with more. While more will say that's more along along the lines of taking care of the rich people with really big tax cuts, the bottom line or the line they're feeding us is this is for the middle class who are having issues getting their taxes paid. 
Fans bombarded Twitter over the week with not-so-great words for the remake of Dirty Dancing. I won't dig too deep into that, but the story, as they have been redoing old stories into new life, this one supposed to be something of a just a re-imaging of some bits and pieces. Some of the stories had to be, some of the pieces of the story had to be changed, um, maybe for time, maybe for timing of year, maybe for uh, just thinking that the crowd would, would enjoy something a bit different. And the crowd did not like it. They didn't like the cast. They didn't like the dialogue as it was rewritten. They didn't like. They didn't like a lot of stuff from this thing. Chris Cornell, of course, uh, we know about him dying in a concert, and that happened outside the window of this. But on Friday, his family said he was using Ativan, and they contributed that to his death. That's, uh, I guess, the finale we have on the Chris Cornell issue in this conversation standpoint. Unless we find out more later down the line, of course. Chris Cornell uh, died of a suicide, hanging himself after a show in Detroit uh, late last week. More from the NFL. They decided to slightly relax penalties for touchdown celebrations coming up this season. So there can be more dancing, more fun, nothing contrived, nothing preset, and no twerking. Still, still no twerking. The Fry Festival uh, reared its ugly head again. Now the FBI has inquiries coming into this thing, and there are legal issues other than just money, maybe jail time for some of the festival um, uh, organizers saying negligence, in fact, uh, criminal negligence, knowing this festival was not going to go down in the first place and just blowing all their money on the front end and just letting everything fall through and hoping they can just kind of get away because it was in the Bahamas. Not going to happen. Google's AlphaGo program was able to beat a Chinese Go master a few days ago. What does that mean? That means computers are better than games than we are, or at least can be in the sense. Uh, now, what that really means, who really knows, but that was just something that popped up pretty interesting. Also very interesting, but not very, uh, not very much something that's going to change your life, at least not yet. Conor McGregor applied for a boxing license in Nevada. He's basically trolling um, Floyd Mayweather at this point, saying, hey, we need to make this thing happen. Floyd still says things are on hold on his end. While maybe not the biggest thing coming out of the G7 summit, one of the things that really caught my attention was the handshake between President Trump and President Macron of France. Uh, apparently two men who are known for aggressive handshakes went to out-aggressive handshake each other, which made for another awkward photo op. Another awkward photo op for Donald Trump was him pushing aside the president of Moldova um, to get in the front of a photo op with Moldova, oddly enough, ironically, or maybe just coincidentally, um, being a nation, a recent entry into NATO that uh, the Russians weren't so happy about. So maybe the Russians told Donald Trump to shove the guy. I'm just throwing that out there. Just have him throw it out there real quick. Tom Cruise says Top Gun 2 is going to happen. Although, do you really want to see Old Maverick? Probably not, but it's going to happen. The Robert E. Lee statue in New Orleans, the fourth of the uh, monuments to the Confederacy, was taken down this week. And the mayor of New Orleans is saying to people who are romanticizing the Confederate history, please stop romanticizing Confederate history. Let it go. Move on. You're basically living through something that was very painful and not quite as pretty as you want to believe it was. And Ben and Jerry are, you know, this is Ben and Jerry, the ice cream stores in Australia, are disallowing people to buy two scoops of the same flavor. They are banning same flavored scoop buys in support of marriage equality. 
you can take that as you want to. They're also allowing people to write their elected officials on their support in store and send it off to them for that issue. That's on the ballot right now. We'll see whether they pass that. And a candidate for the House of Representatives from Montana, his name is Greg Giaforte. Um, This week, on the eve before the election, literally six hours or eight hours before the polls are going to open, shoved a guy, a reporter, quote-unquote, body-slamming him for um, essentially getting a bit aggressive in an interview. It's basically butting in on someone else interviewing him to get a, a statement. This became the news of the night to turn to the news of the day as the election went on. With Montana, 70% of the absentee ballots already cast, absentee or early ballots in. He ends up winning the seat. So a very coveted seat for a special election now held by a guy who has to deal with a charge for assault on a reporter, a reporter for a British newspaper, foreign newspaper, I might add, and it's a special election for the real election for the actual seat will happen in 12 months. So he not only has to deal with the consequences of the night before, but he has to set up for a chance to even see if they'll let him stick around for another year. He already has this working against him. Whether he actually does anything good in the in, in the House is even yet to be seen. Many on both sides of the aisle in Congress not exactly thrilled with his act- antics. Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, said he needed to apologize immediately. He did apologize at the end of the election at during his speech uh, to his supporters at the win. So that's been done. We'll see how well that all works out. And that has been this week's listings of conversations, the top ten, and then a bunch of a whole lot more that um, didn't quite make it in. We had about 70 listed conversations over the week, lots of talk back and forth, and I think we'll have even more. Had a couple days this week where we couldn't really get to the computer, to be honest. So we'll probably have even more coming up next week, expecting an active and busy start to the next month. And we want you to be a part of each and every one of those conversations. Find us on social media at TH underscore uh, conversation for Twitter. Find us on This Is The Conversation at Facebook. And our main website is, of course, thisistheconversation.com. Stop by our sponsors page and check out Cloud9 Living. They're going to give you 10% off every single gift certificate that you buy via our link at thisistheconversation.com slash sponsors so you can live out the life you've always dreamed of. It's no longer a dream. It can be reality. And, of course, to find out all the things I have going on, or a lot of them, I do have a lot of things going, check out my main website, jclevenpain.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the conversations we've had all week. And thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. What can you do for us, for me, for us, for me, us? Well, it's simple. Share the conversations, share our links, share our hashtag, and subscribe to the podcast. And make sure you're here for next week's full wrap-up. And on Monday, we'll be wrap up the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, from This Conversation.